Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, guys. Welcome back. I am here with Josh again. It's been a little bit over two weeks since we last talked, um, but a lot has happened. We have to talk about the Olympics being postponed, NCAA grants additional eligibility. We have more NFL trades, some more NBA knowledge from Josh. So let's get started. It's game day. So Josh, how have you been doing? Like I said, it's been over two weeks since we last spoke. A lot of things have changed and a lot have things have gotten more serious. So what have you been doing to fill your time? Uh, God, I mean, schoolwork has been taking up a decent amount of my time. I'm honestly, it's a weird position because I feel like there's no point in getting too far ahead on anything because if I do, then I'll have nothing to do in a week's time. So I'm kind of just taking my assignments sort of each day as they come, trying to stay a couple days ahead. Uh, other than that, I've been trying to stay active, but uh, I mean, my, my sport of choice is basketball, as a lot of people know. So I've been going out to in front of one of the campus rec buildings because they have a couple of outdoor courts there. So I've been trying to play basketball there, but uh, recently I've had some uh, run-ins with the law, I suppose you could say. <laughs> so I had to put uh, a serious dampener on my mood because uh, I love just playing basketball. I just put my headphones in. I listen to a podcast usually and just shoot around for like an hour, hour and a half. And uh, then the other day, a police officer came up to me and was like, you're not allowed to be here. And I was like, I thought that I was allowed to be because we we were allowed to go outside for any recreational activity as long as you're not within six feet of anyone. And then another cop approached were, me today. you were completely by yourself. Oh, yeah, I was completely by myself. I do not have any friends to play basketball with right now. So, no, I was like... <laughs> At least, I mean, there was someone else. There was like a guy and his two kids were playing. Uh, there's like a little hockey uh, goal there, so they were playing like roller hockey. But they were like 50 feet away from me, so it's not like I was anywhere near them. Um, but uh, yeah, so another cop came up to me today and said to me, "Like, I'm sorry, but like all recreational facilities, including parks, are all closed right now. So I guess I'm." Going back to boring old running, I suppose. So that's that, that's what I've been up to. How about you? That's sad. I mean, you're just by yourself shooting hoops. I don't see the harm. Right. I can't but... give the virus to a hoop, so I don't understand why. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I guess, yeah, it's gotten pretty serious in Michigan, so I guess I kind of get it. Uh, I have a confession. I know last time I told I was talking shit about TikTok saying <laughs> I don't understand it. Yeah. Um I have fully gotten a TikTok. It's and amazing. I have right? fully yeah, I've fully taken the time to learn some of the dances and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh had to confess. I had to confess. Yeah. How many hours do you think per day you spend on TikTok? Oh gosh, it's like my comic relief at night before I yeah. have to go to sleep. It's there's like, some good yeah. stuff on there. You were right. No, there's some really good sketches and stuff. Like, I mean, there's like the standard like dance ones, which are like pretty entertaining to watch. But no, there's really funny people on there. Yeah, so I've been doing that, <laughs> but it's like my goal every day to take my dog out on a hefty walk. So oh, nice. We've been going to like different parks, the Arb. Today we walked to the big house and back, and I oh, had a that's moment nice. at the big house, uh-huh. but. Yeah, I've been getting bored, but I've been trying to accept that 
this is going to be every day for a long time. So yeah. I'm trying to make a routine. I'll get up. I'll make breakfast, make coffee, go to class, walk. I mean, that's kind of what I would do in a normal day anyways. So I'm just trying to like normalize it so I don't freak out. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's the key is kind of just trying to stick with normality as much as possible. Like uh, we're now before all of this, I used to Skype my parents back home once a week anyway, because uh, I'm almost, like they're still in the UK. Um, but now I'm Skyping them twice a week and, uh, Miles and I, we do a quiz night with them once a week. So my mom is like the quiz master. So she does, uh, she picks out like quiz questions and we do like 10 rounds of a quiz, which is like an hour, which is actually really fun. It kills some time really That's nicely. Fun. And then we've also, we do like a game night now on Saturday. So we did, we played Monopoly and... I swear to God, I have like an undefeated streak in Monopoly of like eight years. <laughs> I am an absolute god at Monopoly. I'm a complete savage. I take no prisoners. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever finished a full game. It, just, it, it takes it, it so takes long. so many hours. Yeah, we it, this was a two week ordeal. Was the Monopoly? We didn't do it all in one session. So after that finished, we started playing blackjack. But I don't know what we're going to be doing next week. We'll see. <laughs> Nice. Um, I know we talked last time too about there there was a possibility that the 2020 Olympics were going to be postponed. Mm -hmm. And since then, that has happened. Yeah. So the 2020 Olympics will now be in 2021. Um, I think they're being pushed a little bit by a lot of different countries, such as Canada and Australia. They said they would not send athletes to the Olympics if it was in 2020. So yeah. I think they were starting to realize that they needed to push it back a year. And there has never been a rescheduling of the Olympics for something other than war. What was it? In 1916, 1940, and 1944, um, they were canceled because of world war. So here's another historical event that's happening. Um, I think it's going to look a lot different than other Olympics just because the athletes that would be, you know, training hardcore with their professional trainers and with their teams, um, they're not able to do that for this whole year. So a lot of things are going to be different. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that, again, it's just another thing to add to the list of unprecedented events that have really happened because of uh, Corona. Uh, I think it's just kind of insane that it's happening. I mean, I, I fully understand it and I support the idea of it because, you know, there's nothing worse right now than the idea of gathering a bunch of athletes together. Uh, as much right. as I'd like to see all the sports because I love watching the Summer Olympics um, I think that it's really sad because it's definitely something that I was looking forward to this year. I genuinely will put on the Olympics all day, like when, when it's on and just watch the weirdest sports. You'll find yourself like, I don't know why I'm watching archery right now, but I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's a shame. And then obviously there's like the more economic side of things. Like I don't even know how much money is going to be lost by the yeah. athletes, the television networks, all of that stuff. Yeah, they were saying billions of dollars just from the sponsors from all around the world, all different countries, and the broadcast deals that they have in place that, yeah. you know, they have four years to prep for and multi-million dollar deals, multi-million dollars for like an hour television slot. So it's a big loss, just like every other league. Uh, it's going to be tough. But I'm expecting something big in 2021. So that that's yeah. exciting to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, they've got to make it the best and biggest Olympics ever, I think. 2021, I think that the hype around the Olympics will be 
huge as it will be with so many sports that are getting cancelled right? and suspended. Like next season of sports will probably be like the greatest like history, oh like the greatest season of sports we've ever seen potentially. So that's exciting. I know, like, the opening ceremonies. I don't know why, but for me, they're always so emotional. Oh, they're so hype year, as well. Oh, it's going to throw me off my rocker next year. I yeah, because you know that they're going to do some kind of video tribute to, like, yep. the coronavirus and everything that happened. Like, I don't know. I know there's usually, like, a lot of dancing involved in Olympic ceremonies. I can totally see them do, like, um, some kind of... Uh, some kind of dance where like one group of people is like dancing and representing the coronavirus and like the other group oh, of it's gosh. like interpretive dance and like the other group <laughs> are like the human race and battling against it like my, I'm I'm putting money on that right now so if that happens I don't know what I win but I'm calling it <laughs> all right I'll Venmo you a dollar okay great <laughs> um, another change that we also talked about last time um, I know there was discussions about eligibility for these college athletes who are missing their season. Um, so the NCAA actually decided to grant an additional season of eligibility for people affected um, with the cancellation of spring sports. So that includes baseball, softball, lacrosse, rowing, tennis, track and field, water polo, beach volleyball, and men's volleyball and golf. So. Mm -hmm. I'm happy for those athletes, but in the same note, I've talked to somebody who is a baseball coach, and I think it's going to be very situational depending on the school because, you know, if you're if you're a senior, if you're a redshirt senior, you're more than likely still on full scholarship and you're getting paid travel equipment. Um, you know, these athletes are on a full ride, and I don't think a lot of schools are going to be willing to shell out that type of money an extra year when they already have people recruited to come in. Like, I don't I don't know if it's financially possible for a lot of these athletes to stay another season. Yeah, no, totally. I think that that's a huge issue, especially with a lot of spring sports when you look at things like baseball, softball, like all the ones that you mentioned, when you don't have a revenue-generating sport like football, like men's basketball, scholarships don't work the same uh for sports that aren't producing revenue it's not like a football team right. when you can have however many people on scholarship or on basketball when you can have 12 kids on scholarship or whatever when it's baseball or softball anything like that a lot of like teams talk about how uh most of their scholarships will not cover an entire um like a set of admissions like each player will have like a proportional scholarship or some kind of percentage so yeah that's a huge issue it's not i mean yeah. if it was like football or basketball it's like oh yeah of course we'll bring back our star senior but definitely some very difficult decisions will have to be made like do you say to the kid that you were going to recruit like we don't have the scholarship spot anymore or do you say to the senior right. like do you say like imagine that conversation like having a senior say to you like hey, I want to come back for another season and having to tell them, like, no, I'm sorry, we can't do that. Like, I'm sure that's going to be awful. Yeah, or, you know, you can, but it's going to cost you upwards of a million dollars to right, yeah. come be on the team for another year when we might not even necessarily have a spot for you. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was really excited when I saw that news, but then thinking of the logistics, I don't know how realistic that actually is going to be, but... I don't know. It could be different for different schools. I talked to somebody from the University of Michigan. Um, I don't know. Maybe other schools are going to handle it a different way. But that's another thing that 
we're just gonna have to watch be played out yeah i think so um i just want to make sure are you recording yeah i'm all good i'm guys yeah (laughs) i have to tell them okay here's a little bit of behind the scenes of last (laughs) episode i okay josh is we're obviously remote we're not together on the same microphone so he's recording in his apartment i'm recording in my apartment and i'm just editing them together and the whole what middle 20 minutes of yeah it was like a solid 20 minutes (laughs) yeah josh's mic stopped recording so i go okay well what if you just like listen and you know record after the fact Mm -hmm. so half of that conversation was just edited in premiere so if it sounded a little weird that's what that was i think you did a great job though because i listened to the whole podcast and honestly i don't think it's noticeable (laughs) like i think for us it was weird because it like for me what i did was like i would have when when we had to do i think it must have been because we were facetiming last time and i think when the call dropped for whatever reason i think my laptop like froze for a second and then like the mic just turned off um so i think when i was re-recording it it was so strange to just like have to listen because i listened to you and like in your recording i could like a tiny bit hear my sound in the background and i had to i was like okay so i kind of say this and that kind of leads into the next point so that i had to try yeah, you and, would be like yeah i had to try and I'd ask a question <laughs> yeah and you'd be like yeah yeah i i was just like listening to your raw audio and it'd be like yeah lauren uh, i agree out of nowhere okay. yeah moving on moving on yeah. that's just some behind the scenes you know coronavirus technical difficulties that you know, all of you content creators, I feel you. But I have the extra time to spend on premieres. So if that happens <laughs> yeah, again, it'll keep me occupied. <laughs> no, right now I have it. I have my browser um, of our notes open on the left-hand side of the screen so I can continuously see that my audio recording is still going. So me if we too. have an issue, I will be able to see it this time. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I'm going to let you take over this next topic because I know... It's near and dear to your heart. Yeah. Um, but yesterday, the late Kobe Bryant was inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame. And I know this is a huge moment in history, um, whether he is here for it or not. So I just want you to kind of talk about what that was like and what that means for his fan base. Yeah. So uh, Kobe, uh, as we all know, like real tragedy. Uh, a lot of people are still, you know, grieving from that. Um, But he was inducted into the Hall of Fame as a first ballot Hall of Famer. So he was inducted at the first possible opportunity that he could have been, rightfully so, because he's an NBA legend. Um, He was inducted alongside Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan, which is such a star-studded cast to be along with. Like that class for the Hall of Fame, you definitely could argue that it was the greatest Hall of Fame class of all time. The only other one that really comes to my mind is... I mean, Michael Jordan was inducted into the Hall of Fame with David Robinson and John Stockton. So, like, that's a really impressive class. But, I mean, off the top of my head, between Kobe, Kevin Garnett, and Tim Duncan, that's, as far as I'm aware, at least 11 championship rings. So that's, like, pretty damn impressive. Um, Insane. But in in terms of Kobe's career, I mean, he was a five-time NBA champion, two-time finals MVP, Won the league MVP in uh, 2007, 18-time All-Star, fourth most points scored of all time, uh, which was only surpassed by LeBron James uh, recently. Uh, Kobe was in third, and then 
LeBron actually passed him the night before Kobe passed away. Um, but really incredible for him. I think that for any basketball player, I think that the ultimate goal of your career is to leave a lasting mark on your sport. And I think for being inducted into the Hall of Fame is really the most symbolic way that you can achieve that. That's the entire basketball community saying like, you will forever be remembered. And I think that's what's so important about this to Kobe's fans and also to his family because um, his wife um, spoke about it on ESPN and uh, talked about how obviously how much they're missing him and um, you know how this is the biggest achievement in his entire career and it, it's awful that he's not around to see it because I know that so many fans what devastates so many is that we won't ever get to hear his Hall of Fame speech and Hall of Fame speeches right. are like a huge deal in sports and I think that Kobe was so eloquent he had he knew exactly what he wanted to do in his career, and I think that he would have delivered an incredible speech. So when they eventually do uh, the ceremony, which I'm sure won't be able to happen for a good few months because of everything that's happening, I'm sure Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan will pay their respects, and I'm sure they'll have fantastic speeches. And I, I don't, you know, no one's going to want to take this away from them either. They had fantastic careers in their own right, but I think that the shadow that will hang over the event will be Kobe's and I'm sure that they will make a very big deal out of it and I'm sure they'll do it right. I think the NBA does yeah. things like this really well. So yeah, pretty awesome to see him being inducted into the Hall of Fame. He will be remembered forever. So that's pretty awesome. That is awesome. And his wife, Vanessa, is just so well-spoken and she's so strong. I don't yeah. know how she continues to just you know, put her words together so eloquently, like in this terrible time, even at his um, tribute at Staples Center, she she's amazing. And I maybe she can be a part of that in some way. I could see that happening. I think so. Um, yeah. But I'm just brain. This just came to me now. I know there was talks about changing the NBA logo. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be kind of a cool time if that were to happen? I think that would be the perfect time to do it would be to announce it then. that That's one idea that passed uh, through my mind. The other one that I was thinking about was um, I think that it's very possible that they will retire his jersey number through the entire league. Now, I don't know if they do number 24 and number 8 because obviously he famously had both uh, numbers, but I, I can see them like retiring the number 24, like across the entire league and like sort of having that up in every rafter of every NBA stadium. I think that would also be a really nice touch. That would be awesome. Yeah. They, I think they'll definitely do something ceremonial like that. I think, you know, the NBA respects Kobe Bryant, but I think seeing how worldwide this is and how it continues to go. Yeah. I hope they do something kind of memorial and permanent yeah, in his honor. That I, would be great. It's crazy. I feel like every day, I mean, my entire Instagram feed is basically basketball. Um, and I feel like my entire explore page, I'm constantly seeing Kobe highlights still. And I, that the NBA is doing a really awesome thing right now called like the NBA together where on their YouTube channel, like for free every night they're live streaming um, like old NBA games, like classic NBA games that people can sort of watch alongside as if they were happening um, in real life and in, in real time. Uh, and tons of those games have been Kobe games. Like it's, how many incredible games he has is just ridiculous. There's one on tonight. It I is. think it's from game four of the 2000 finals where 
Shaq fouled out, and it's, like, the first time in Kobe's career that he is, like, the man on the court, and he just, like, fully takes over the game. So I'm going to watch that tonight. That sounds like a great pastime. Yeah. Other than stupid Netflix. I, I think I've exhausted all my Netflix options at this point. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I watched Tiger King, actually, which I highly recommend. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, super good. I, I, I can't even talk about that because there's so much in that show. We got to do a whole, we got to do a King. whole podcast on <laughs> Tiger King. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, I didn't think it could get worse. And every episode, it just kept getting crazier and crazier. And I'm like, what more could possibly happen? And then... <laughs> another crazy ass thing happened (laughs) end of every episode there was like a huge bombshell it was like oh my god i don't know how that happened oh my gosh i know and it's like i saw something it's like is tiger king actually that good or is that how serious our lack of content (laughs) is right now (laughs) yeah we're just all obsessed with it right now like oh my god this is the greatest thing i've ever seen oh my gosh um speaking of the nba moving on to player contracts yeah um I know there's talks that, you know, seasons might not even be able to go on as scheduled later this year. So what would happen um, with the contracts if the season is canceled? So it actually, it it sucks for a lot of NBA players. Uh, So when you sign an NBA contract, uh, the NBA has a little clause in that contract, which gives them the right to withhold 1.08%. It's so specific. I have no idea why but 1.08% of a player's contract for every game that they miss um, due to an emergency situation like what is happening. Because obviously the NBA is losing so much money right now from television broadcasting, like not being able to show those games, sponsorships. And I mean, the NBA regular season is, you know, watched fairly frequently by people, but the NBA makes a ton of money when they're doing the playoffs. And if they can't do the playoffs and it's looking more and more likely that the season is just going to get canceled, then the NBA is going to lose a ton of money. So they've got to retain some of that somehow. And the way that they're going to do that is by implementing this clause. So NBA contracts are paid out over a 12 month payment plan. So because of that, it means that a ton of players because of this clause are going to lose huge amounts of money. And the thing is a lot of people will talk about athletes and they'll say like, Oh, they're making millions of dollars, like this can't possibly affect them. Really, only the top few percent of NBA players are actually making huge amounts of money. Like base NBA contracts in fairness are at least, you know, a million dollars a year. But when you take into account the amount of travel that a lot of these players are doing, the cost of living in a lot of the cities that they're in, uh, no doubt they have an agent to pay, they have um, private coaches and personal trainers. I'm not by any means trying to tell view, like listeners right now that we should feel the most sorry for the millionaires in the world. But in terms of <laughs> NBA players, like a lot of them actually are losing out on a ton of money. Yeah. Other than one really interesting story that's come out through all of this is that there are nine players in the league who are still going to receive 90% of their salaries. And one of those players I is LeBron James. Yeah, so every, like, these nine players are all managed by Rich Paul, who's LeBron's agent, and Clutch Sports, which is uh, his agency. So Rich Paul, just being the incredible agent that he is, managed to work out contracts for the players that he manages so that um, 
their payment plan to over a six-month period as opposed to a 12-month period like most NBA players. So they're still going to get 90% of their salary. So even if LeBron doesn't have to play a single another minute this year, he's still going to cash in on the full, basically the full $35 million that he would have received. Jeez, that's a good agent. He probably wrote every, like, emergency yeah. <laughs> type of crazy situation somewhere in small little print in the in their contracts yeah you gotta be prepared <laughs> That's a good agent yeah and the owners yeah. were probably like yeah like what are the chances of that yeah. happening yeah. that there's gonna be a like, huge sure. issue that it's, causes the entire it's season lebron james <laughs> yeah right exactly yeah we'll sign that contract yeah for sure yeah that's awesome i mean good for them but yeah. A lot of people are in need. And speaking of that, I know the MLB did decide to play their players. I think it's for these next two months. Um, So they're not really missing out. Majority of them are going to get what they are close to what they signed for. Um, And I I just know I'm, you know, ex-Detroit Tiger Justin Verlander. He's donating all of his pay every week that he gets a paycheck. um, They're doing a different organization that is going to go to funding aid for COVID-19. So that's awesome. I know him and Kate Upton are going on Instagram weekly and saying where they're donating to and giving his followers the resources they need to donate to that same organization. So that's something awesome. I I love Justin Verlander, and I, I respect him for doing that. I hope more people hop on that train if they're financially stable enough to. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I think we're seeing more and more athletes, you know, rising to the occasion uh, and giving away as much as they can. So that that's awesome that if you, you know, if you have the means to do that, to be able to donate. So yeah, Justin Verlander, what a legend for doing his entire pay. Because you can totally do right? like the, the base. I think, And not to take away from this, because I think it's awesome when athletes give, you know, 100,000, 500,000, whatever it is, but to donate your entire paycheck is like... yeah. That's very selfless. That's really thinking of the bigger picture. So that's awesome. Yeah, it is really nice. But, you know, I think we talked about this last week or a couple weeks ago, but, you know, the expectation that's put on other players now because of this, it's like realistically give what you can, but it's really cool that he's able to do that. Yeah, definitely. Moving on, I know we spent a lot of time talking about Tom Brady a couple weeks ago. He Mm -hmm. said it to Tampa Bay and there were a lot of trades going on at that time, but I did not have the the mental capacity to (laughs) sit and look at them because it was the first week of quarantine. I was kind of going crazy. Yep. But now that we've had time to settle down, I just want to go over some other big trades that have happened. Um, it's a little bit of old news, but I think it's worth talking about. Um, First one, Stefan Diggs, a receiver from the Vikings. He was traded to the Bills. Um, and Bills quarterback Josh Allen seems really excited. He tweeted uh, when the trade was finalized, yeah, dig, D-I-G-G, get it? <laughs> so, like, there's all these news stories like, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen are already BFFs because <laughs> we have nothing else to talk about. But um, I know he was ready to leave the Vikings. I'm excited for him to be with a new team. They seem really excited to have him. Um, and he's expected to make eleven point five million in twenty twenty. So, Damn, get into the I bag. Got to respect <laughs> right. it. Yeah. Another one. Uh, my inner Detroit sports fan is just crying, but <laughs> I gave up on the Lions. I gave up on the Lions when Golden Tate left. He was my final straw. When he left, I was like, I'm done. I can't. <laughs> but uh, we lost Darius Slay. Uh, he has been audibly wanting to leave the Lions over Twitter for like a little while. 
it's been pretty obvious i, I oh, don't yeah. blame them yeah i've seen it's many tough tweets. to get right it's tough to get tractions um with the detroit lions unfortunately our our year is coming i don't know when <laughs> but <laughs> if you say I, so i will watch the lions go to a super bowl one day mm-hmm don't laugh. I don't know. You, do you have a fever or something? <laughs> You're sounding a little delusional, Lauren. I don't know. <laughs> I know. So he signed a three-year, $50 million extension with the Eagles, and he is now the highest-paid cornerback in the NFL. I'm Good for him. I'm happy for him. Yeah. Um, he got what he wanted. He got what he deserved. But um, in exchange, the glorious Detroit Lions got a third <laughs> round and a fifth-round pick. <laughs> That, that's, are we surprised that is some real impressive front office work there you get a third <laughs> round and a fifth round pick that's not great i'm just like yeah i'm taking these notes crying in my head yeah I, that i mean yeah good <laughs> for him though i mean like to go from the lions to the eagles and being the highest paid cornerback in the nfl like yeah that that'll do that's a pretty good trade for him he's living his best life i'm happy for him oh yeah <laughs> Um, also we have running back Melvin Gordon. He's headed to the Broncos from the Chargers. Um, I was watching a bunch of interviews with him, phone interviews. Uh, apparently he got more offers with more money, but he wanted to stay in the AFC West mm. where the Chargers are. Um, I don't know if that's so he would be able to play his old team, but yeah. he's going to be playing them twice a year. Um, he went on the herd and he said that, He's excited to play his former team. He thinks it'll be fun. I didn't. It didn't really sound like there was bad blood there, but maybe he's just more comfortable staying, you know, in the AFC West with players that he's comfortable with. So that was interesting. Good for him. Um, also, Chargers quarterback Philip Rivers is signed for a one-year contract with the Colts. Um, I think this is going to be really good for the Colts. I'm happy for Colts fans. They got a win here. They haven't really seen a quality quarterback since Andrew Luck retired, in my opinion. Um, and Rivers will be with some of his former coaches who are now coaching with the Colts in Indy. I think he's going to be a good fit there, and I'm happy for Colts fans with this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, yeah, one more. This is kind of facing some official problems with covid but texans wide receiver deandre hopkins is headed to arizona cardinals um the contract is final everything is set to go but an article as of yesterday um there's complications making it official because him and david johnson which is the other half of the trade are unable to get physicals right now yeah so, yeah. I mean, this is going to be something super common, not only in the NFL, but, you know, contracts are being written and signed, but nothing can quote unquote be processed until these players pass a physical. Um, so what happens if, if they, by some reason, fail the physical, both Arizona and Houston have the option to back out of the trade. Yeah, that's totally... Uh, I, don't, I don't see that happening. No, I don't see that happening yeah. for that trade at all. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins... I know that he took to Twitter to talk about how there was no bad blood between like him and his coach, and I th- that he was happy to you know move on to a new beginning for him, which I think is great. But yeah, definitely a huge complication because of uh, COVID nineteen. Um, you got players like Cam Newton right now who are sort of floating around without a team, and you can't work out for anyone right now to show off what you can do exactly what you were talking about you can't pass a physical because you can't go anywhere to get one done um so yeah definitely going to be interesting to see how for all sports that affects the off season definitely 
Yeah. Very strange. Well, that brings me into the next topic. You can't work out for anyone unless you're Antonio Brown <laughs> and you're working out with your cousin, Hollywood Brown. He got a lot of hate for that. They were like fully... I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what he does anymore, but I um, your I guess know... is as good as mine. Yeah. <laughs> After um, Tom Brady announced that he would be with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there were rumors of AB joining him, but um, Bruce Aarons quickly shut that down. He called Antonio Brown, quote, a diva, unquote, which I don't disagree with. <laughs> no, I don't for a second. <laughs> I mean, after all this drama, he... Literally a couple days ago, the state of Florida issued three more formal charges against him for assault in January. Uh, He faces felony burglary, misdemeanor battery, criminal mischief charges, accusations of rape and sexual assault. Like, I can't think of an NFL coach that would even want to deal with him after what he's done. It's a shame because he was such a good player. He was outstanding, but... In my opinion, I don't really think he deserves a chance in the NFL again. No, no, I I totally agree with you. I think that for any coach in sports, I think, well, especially at a professional level, one of the hardest parts of your job is managing egos and managing big personalities. And I think it's it's a mark of a great coach when you can manage to do that. Like when... Dennis Rodman went to the Bulls and Michael Jordan really didn't want anything to do with it. Neither neither did Scottie Pippen. But Phil Jackson was like, it's cool. I can handle it. It's going to be fine. And it and it worked. And they won championships and it was great. But I think that there in certain cases, people are too far gone. And I think that unfortunately, Antonio Brown is one of those people. And uh, I think it was pretty obvious from a lot of his tweets. He kind of alluded to it in some of his tweets that uh, he has been using some substances. I don't know exactly what they are, but he's definitely been using substances throughout this time. And people have sort of talked about what is the state of his mental health. And you can call into um, all of the issues of concussions from football. I'm sure that right. definitely could have played a part in it. But no, I th- I think that he has done enough, like pretty some pretty terrible things uh the no i i don't think that he deserves another chance at this point right and that that does bring up the conversation of the nfl and cte which is you know the brain injury that is kind of taboo that could be a thing and all the concussions and kind of the non-importance of mental health or not enough resources in the nfl for mental health yeah Um, totally it is disappointing but at the same time they are grown adult men, and if they need help, they have the money, and I'm sure they have the resources to get help. Yep. Um, it's disappointing. Um, switching gears, again, in the NFL, we have the draft coming up. It's scheduled for April 23rd to 25th, and Roger Goodell says it's going to take place, but it's going to be virtually from home. So it's going to look very different. It's going to be weird. <laughs> it's going to be really weird. <laughs> it's going to be weird. weird. Yeah, there's... um. No prospects. Hang on, my dog is barking. Again. Maisie! I don't know if I'm going to edit this out or keep it in. (laughs) Keep it raw, you know. Um, Keep it fresh. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, things are going to be looking different. We may have dogs barking from home like this. Uh, (laughs) There's going to be no prospects or family at the draft. I don't know what the draft is going to look like. It's going to be different, but uh, my biggest concern as a former producer is how are these players going to set up a quality-looking 
camera, oh, audio, and it's lighting be... in their homes. Lauren, if I like, have to not... see a vertical <laughs> video on ESPN, I'm going to be outraged is all I can say. They need they need the three-point lighting. They need a tripod. They need a mic. You, I, they, you know, I know someone gonna is going to have some grainy Android footage, and it's going to look awful. It's not going to be good. They're going to be like, thanks. I'm so honored. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's going to be terrible. <laughs> Like, how are trades yeah. and things going to happen? Like, because you know how many trades happen on draft day? Imagine trying to get that news as a draft prospect. And, like, you know what I'm most disappointed about, actually, is the the NFL draft this year, I believe, was meant to be held in Las Vegas. And they were going to do a thing where, at least for the first few rounds, all the people in attendance, it was going to be on a stage on water, I think by, like, the... What? The, like, it was going to be on, like, where the fountains are at Caesar's Palace. I think that's the one with Jeez. fountains. And they were going to have... Uh, whoever, whichever player got drafted, they were going to be brought by a boat onto the stage. Shut up! So we're, How do we're you not, know this? It was, it was announced a few months ago, and they had, like, a little... Um, like they had simulated what it would look like. They had drawn up, <laughs> drawn up some sketches of it. I was like, "This is going to be amazing. It's going to take so much time, right. but it's going to be incredible." But apparently, we won't get that now. So that's sad. <laughs> that's a little bit traumatic, but yeah, I guess we missed a show. Yeah, right. Sure. Next year. Um, apparently, Trump is telling the NFL that their season should start on time. I know there was a conference call made from the White House with Major League Sports commissioners, um, included the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, NHL, MLS, WNBA, WWE, PGA World Tour, UFC, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, they're saying that as of the NFL season in September, it should start on time. I medical experts totally disagree. I'm yeah. not trying to. I'm not making this podcast political, but it's just, you can't really listen to calls from parts of the white house right now yeah no i can i can say it because he's technically not my president so it's fine true, I, can, I can say true. whatever i want but uh no i think that it's totally ridiculous to be making any kind of statement about where the world of sports is going to be right now because genuinely no one has any idea because you look at what scientists are saying and some of them are like, you know, maybe we'll have a handle on this by June. And then I've also seen other people being like, we should prepare for this to go on until February. So it's like, I don't right. I don't think you can tell the NFL right now that their season is going to start on time. But also, I mean, one thing that I did see was the, the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, um, his takeaway from the call was that he talked about the fact that sports in the U.S. were kind of the first thing to shut down like it, it started with as we talked about last episode uh rudy gobert and the utah jazz and how that snowballed super quickly and we were like ended up with no sports and then sort of most businesses then ended up shutting after that so he talked about the fact that as sports were sort of the first thing to go away he really loved the idea of sort of to uplift everyone's spirits the sports would be like the first thing back in action i mean obviously you'll have more uh, necessary things will happen too. But in terms of the world of entertainment, I think the commissioners are really looking to be uh, the leading force to bring uh, American spirits up again to sort of unite everybody, which would be nice. Right. Yeah. And I think that, like you said, it's 
you can't really put a timeline on it. I don't think there should be any promises as much as I would love for sports to come back as soon as possible. It's more important that we all stay safe right now. And that brings the question, you know, I'm thinking back to football season this past year when I'm sitting in the big house with over 100,000 other people. Yeah, and you're literally and squashed even, shoulder to shoulder. Right. There is no room at all. <laughs> and when this is all said and done, when are people going to even feel comfortable in that environment again? It's it's kind of a weird concept to think transitioning back to being around thousands of strangers you know when yeah. is the public anxiety gonna go yeah. down enough where that's even possible yeah exactly because right now you're in a grocery store and i don't know about you but i'll be like when i'm in the grocery store i will take the biggest winding route to get around anyone <laughs> like i hold my breath when i walk past other people even when i'm outside because in my mind yep. that'll help me somehow um but yeah to then you know have the transition from that be like okay cool everything's good now and then you're just going to be in a packed stadium it's i th i think it genuinely will take a while for people to get used to it because imagine being at a sports game let's imagine you're in the chrysler center and you hear someone coughing in the row behind you everyone's gonna go crazy everyone's gonna turn around and <laughs> look at that person it's back it's genuinely it's gonna yeah. like yeah you can't I think that maybe like coughing and sneezing will be banned. I I don't I think you'll be escorted out of the arena if you do any of those things. Nothing is going to go back to being 100% normal again, I think until there is a vaccine. Yeah, until oh, everybody I totally is vaccinated. Agree. Yeah. But with that being said, we do have one definitive date for the Masters tournament. Yeah. Um, it will now be played in November 12th to 15th. And I and I hope that day can stay as is. Oh God, I hope so. If we if we start rescheduling things in November, I'm gonna be really upset. <laughs> I'm just gonna be anxious. That's gonna freak me out. Yeah, no, that that would be just so weird. And then also you have to deal with the fact that I mean, this is the first time the Masters has ever been played in the fall. So I mean, that's great that they pushed it back. But let's assume that the NCAA and NFL football is actually on the Masters, which would usually do really well in this kind of time because there aren't too many sports on. And for like golf fans, it's the perfect time. But when you're in competition with football, which is undeniably the biggest sport in this country by a mile, then, I mean, you probably will see some pretty significant drop-offs in terms of viewership. Right. Yeah, and then... Uh... Let's talk about some virtual things that athletes are doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I heard about like a NBA 2K tournament with like KD and Andre Drummond. What's going on? I'm not. I'm not a gamer. So yeah. No. It's been. It's been pretty cool actually. <laughs> so they've been live streaming 2K games on ESPN because they have nothing else to show. So they set up like a. <laughs> on, oh, it was on ESPN. Oh, it's on ESPN. Yeah, it's live on ESPN. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they. Uh, I think it was 16 players total, and the way they seeded the tournament was by the real-life players racing in 2K. So, like, Kevin Durant was in the first round playing against Derek Jones Jr. because KD is, like, a 97 overall, and Derek Jones Jr. is, like, a 70-something. Um, and they did it that way, and it was pretty entertaining to watch some of these players. I think the tournament is still going on now. Uh, Kevin Durant got knocked out in the first round, which was a big upset, supposedly. <laughs> um, 
But actually, there was some uh, NBA drama that came out of the tournament because uh, Ronnie 2K, the the guy who created 2K and like the NBA game, um, he was live streaming and he didn't realize that he was live streaming and he was talking about the players, you know, they, like how they were setting up for the tournament and get, getting them all the live stream equipment they needed. And he was talking about DeMarcus Cousins, otherwise known as Boogie Cousins, um, who was on the Lakers this year technically, but was kind of dropped because he was injured, but a great NBA player. Um, and without realizing that he was live streaming, he called DeMarcus Cousins. He was like, oh, he's such a dick. Like, he's he's totally going to mess this up. Like, and thousands of people were watching. And DeMarcus Cousins, like, tweeted at him, like, a gif that was just like, you've messed up now or something. <laughs> so oh, there's, like, some serious beef that is happening because of that. So yeah, as far as I'm aware, yeah, Ronnie yeah. has not made any official statement on the matter. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> that is funny. Who would have thought? Yeah, right? <laughs> Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? (laughs) Not me. (laughs) Not me? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, what's up with WrestleMania? Yeah, so WrestleMania actually happened, which is the weirdest thing out of everything that we probably talked about. I saw that, and I'm like, are these replays? Or like, is this going on right now? No, I saw a couple of clips from it, and I'm not... I actually used to be super into WWE wrestling when I was like 8 to 10, um, but then sort of grew out of it. And I hadn't really heard anything about WrestleMania, and then suddenly I found out that it happened last night in Tampa, Florida, with no fans, which is super weird. I watched some clips <laughs> from it, and like you're so used to seeing wrestling, like all the fans with like the huge signs, and it's just a completely empty arena. And then the strangest thing to happen out of all of it is like so Gronk, as in of the formerly of the Patriots. <laughs> has signed a contract with the WWE and he was meant to just be hosting the event, but then in very WWE fashion, he ends up jumping into the ring and winning the WWE 24-7 championship, um, which is super weird. Um, So basically the way that that championship belt works is that supposedly you can be challenged for that belt anytime anywhere so you have to constantly be on alert for someone even if you're hosting even if you're hosting even now that gronk has it supposedly any anyone could challenge him so in my mind that's good for him because he's social distancing so in like after this so he should be able to retain the title for a pretty long time if they can't do any other events but I have no oh idea. Gosh. I have no idea how they did any of the. I, I'm sure they had to have done tests on the on the wrestlers, and I'm sure oh, that yeah. there must have been some kind of quarantine period. So I have no idea how they handled that. But hopefully, yeah, fingers crossed, we don't find out Gronk has Corona next week. I'm surprised that even happened. But like, even without coronavirus, uh. Who would have thought that Gronk would be not playing for the Patriots? Tom Brady would not be paying for the Patriots. And Gronk is out here winning a WWE belt. Yeah, right? Like, Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought this is just like an alternate universe? <laughs> yeah, right? Um, more positive news. Kevin Durant and the rest of the Nets players are now symptom-free from COVID-19. Hooray. So that's good. So yeah, happy to hear that's it. why KD was able to play in that 2K tournament. So that was good to see him in, <laughs> in health and stuff. So that's great. And yeah, we're getting a couple more stories about that. I know the Lakers announced that all of their players um, completed the necessary quarantine. 
um, like the two week quarantine period and none of them got any symptoms and they're all now uh, definitely free of uh, COVID had they had it and been asymptomatic. I know the Jazz announced the same thing. Um, so that's great. Glad to see teams taking things seriously in terms of the social distancing. Um, and hopefully we'll continue to get more good news like that. Yeah, and I love hearing that positive news because I feel like I'm not seeing that as much as, you know, more people being really, really sick, yeah. which is totally understandable. But it's always great to hear when people are getting better, too. Oh, That's absolutely. another thing to celebrate. Small victories. Yes, definitely. My favorite story of the week was that Fanatics, which is the company that manufactures the official uniforms for the MLB, they're using all their materials to create masks and gowns to donate to hospitals. Yeah, I saw that. That's awesome. Yeah, this is like pinstripes and all because the first gowns were made from the Phillies and the Yankees pinstripe, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uniforms. So I think that's just so cool to see like, the MLB has really been stepping it up, like I said, with Justin Verlander donating money. I know lots of other players are doing the same thing, but, you know, that, that brought a smile to my face, seeing uh, a mask and a gown with the Yankees pinstripes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, if we can't have sports and if these uniforms aren't going to be used for anything, uh, with obviously the the real need for masks and gowns right now i think that's really awesome of fanatics to do and also honestly wouldn't that cheer you up just a little bit if you were say if you're working in a hospital if you're one of the one of the doctors or nurses who are doing amazing things right now wouldn't it just cheer you up a little bit to have a pinstriped mlb face mask or whatever heck yeah yeah right or like a even if you're you know struggling and you don't you don't really see you're isolated to everybody except for the nurses and I, that would bring a smile to my face yeah, if that walked into definitely. the room. Um, do you have any more positive news of the week? Well, I think generally in terms of COVID, I think that for maybe the fourth day in a row now, Italy announced that its death numbers were still falling for four days in a row. So that's a good thing. Great. Yeah. I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, they had to start dealing with, uh, with this sort of a month-ish or so before we did over here. But, you know, hopefully... If everyone continues social distancing, and if you're listening, please stay at home. Um, please. Listen to this at home in the comfort of your own house. Or maybe if you go outside for a walk and that's fine, but make sure that you're not coming within six feet of someone. Hopefully, if everyone continues to do that, then hopefully we'll find ourselves in a similar position to Italy sooner rather than later. And then we'll be watching football. Yes. So stay at home yes. so we can all watch sports. Yes, please. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all I have for today. Josh, thank you once again. Absolutely. And it's always super fun. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next time on Game Day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.